What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. Every single week on this podcast, myself, a thru-hiker, a peak bagger, a huge hiking nerd, interviews other thru-hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. So this week's guest is a man named David Bronlick. This dude is absolutely incredible. He he attempted to thru-hike the Appalachian Trail in 70 days, and he came so, so close to achieving that. We're going to talk all about that once the episode gets started here, but he's also done a bunch of other stuff, including the Colorado Trail and a bunch of ultra marathons, which is another thing that we touch on in this episode. So it was a lot of fun. David is a longtime listener and supporter of Trail Tales, so it was great to kind of catch up with him. David, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on, and let's do it again soon. We're going to get into the episode in just a second. First, I got to plug all the things that no one cares about. Um, Instagram, at Trail Tales Pod. I, I'm actually live on Instagram right now. I'm, I'm recording the introduction live because that's just a weird thing I like to do sometimes. Yeah, at Trail Tales Pod. You can send me an email with any sort of guest suggestions or any sort of advice at all about the show, trailtalespod at gmail.com. And if this is your first time listening, be sure to head over to trailtalespod.com and go listen to some other episodes after this one as well itunes reviews let's do a quick itunes review if you want to help support the show if you want to help more people discover this show i know you're just dying to help me um yeah you can do that by leaving a five star itunes review i will read it out loud at the beginning of an episode introduction which is what i'm about to do right now so this one says great show as an empty nester appalachian trail backpacker wannabe wow I follow a few of these backpacking podcasts, and this is easily one of my favorites. Honest, interesting, and very informative. Good job. That is a great review. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to do another one real quick here. This is a long one. I'm going to go as fast as I can. I will probably jumble it, but I'm going to try. I just found this podcast through your YouTube channel. Very entertaining, and I'm learning about a few trails I hadn't heard of, which is appreciated. As a 46er, aspiring winter 46er, and Northeast 111er, I still like hearing about trails that don't involve peak bagging. I'm 48, and I'm a hiker and cancer survivor. A through hike of the PCT, Colorado Trail, NPT, Long Trail, and maybe more if I can. In the meantime, I hike as much as I can and enjoy content like yours. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to catching up on Trail Tales. That is a great review as well. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody who leaves these reviews. Um, I have fun with them, and they are a great way to help the show, so I, I really appreciate that. One more thing, Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube. If you haven't smashed the subscribe button to my YouTube channel yet, um, please go do that. Yeah, Kyle Hates Hiking. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I think I'm going to start posting these podcasts on my YouTube in addition to my regular videos and stuff. So if you'd rather go listen on YouTube, you can do that. With that said, folks, I think we're finally going to get into the episode, my conversation with David Bronlick, Appalachian Trail Class of 2019. I think, I think that worked. I think it worked. Unfortunately, I, d- I didn't have a can. I had a bottle, so I don't know how loud it was oh, on, my, on, my, on my microphone, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. David Bronlick, I nailed it, didn't I? What's going on, dude? Yep. Uh, just hanging out here on a Friday night, about to talk some trails, so uh, could be a lot worse. Yeah, dude, that's right. Um, a Friday night, like you just said, I just want to want to let everybody know this is 
officially the record for the latest Trail Tales episode <laughs> ever recorded, like in the day. It is approximately 10.27 p.m. right now. And uh, yeah, this is this is the latest one. But but like like David just said, it's a I think you just said it. it's a, it's a Friday, so it's okay. I don't have to work tomorrow. I can sleep the hell in, and I think I'm gonna do that. So yeah, that's nice. that's why we're <laughs> that's why we're cracking these beers. Anyways, dude. Um, first of all, I gotta say thank you for all your support. Uh, you know, towards Trail Tales, you are a Patreon supporter. Beyond that, you're just a, uh, you know, one of the many people at this point who have reached out to me and just like praised the show, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. So yeah, dude, um, thank you for doing all that. And of course, thank you for taking the time on this, uh, Friday evening to, to chat, to chat trail, which sounded very awkward the way I said that. Um, <laughs> uh, should I redo it? Nah, fuck it. We'll, we'll nah, keep going. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But yeah, dude, just, uh, thank you so much. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. So, yeah, why don't you tell everybody, you know, who you are, what you've hiked, your your hiking resume, all that stuff. Yeah, so, um, uh, well, my real name's Dave Bromlick. My trail name on the AT this year was uh, 70. I'll get to why I gave myself that name in a little bit. But, um, yeah, in 2018, I through-hiked the Colorado Trail, and I guess that was my first through hike i also did a short section of the at that summer um and i did the entire appalachian trail um i guess 20 now it's last year right it's this weird 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 time for yeah for i know talking about years, beginning but, uh, of 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so i did the at last year and actually just over um kind of the christmas new year's period i found myself some unexpected time and i did uh, about 340 miles of the arizona trail oh nice out of season which was an adventure in and of itself so so yeah that's it i know there's people out there with a lot more a lot more experience but um oh and i should probably also mention that i've done a decent amount of ultra marathons as well so we can touch on that too i definitely want to touch on that because other than like a couple parts here and there in, in various episodes I, I really haven't talked too much about the ultra marathons mm-hmm. and stuff and honestly dude I, i've probably said this before too but i really don't know that much about them and i'm kind of curious i'm actually going to be having on another uh ultra i don't even know is it like ultra runner ultra marathoner like I don't ultra even, runner ultra is, runner yeah, the okay. term i'd use <laughs> okay um i'm gonna be having another ultra runner on pretty cool. shortly um who's done some pretty cool stuff so I, I i should probably prep a little bit for that so this is this is we're getting two birds stoned at once that, here yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so, so yeah dude uh <laughs> jesus christ um uh, hold on first of all you you mentioned you you alluded to your trail name story a second ago is that going to be mm-hmm. like your end of episode story should i wait to ask about no, that no no i just no, we should. We can talk about that right now. It's probably a good place to okay. start. Okay. Okay. I, I so. kind of want to ask you about that because <laughs> yeah. I, it's been a long time since I've asked somebody about their trail name, and I feel like that's something I kind of gloss over most of the time. So yeah, seventy. Where did you get that trail name? Yeah. So when I decided I was going to hike the, um, the Appalachian Trail uh, this past summer, um, I had the, I guess, audacious goal of trying to hike the trail in seventy days. Um, and I figured that, you know, I would not 
meet too many people, at least for more than a few days. And I wouldn't really have that. I know you hate the term tramily experience, <laughs> but uh, um, so I knew I wouldn't really have that. So I wanted to give myself a trail name and I don't know, maybe it's a little bit um, arrogant to kind of give myself the name of the goal that I was shooting for, but I kind of wanted it to be, you know, like memorable and I don't know, people, you know, I would hear it's like, oh, you're that guy, you're that guy trying to hike the trail like super fast, like when I would, you know, sometimes come across people. And so it also was, just like gives you some the, motivation yeah. too. Like if it's literally your yeah. fucking name, like you better kind of yeah. live up to it or, or try your best anyways. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Interesting. See, I, I was going to kind of like give you shit there at first for giving yourself a trail name. But then when you said, mm-hmm. you know, how you're going at such a fast pace and you're not going to like see other people, I, I, I still feel like you might have been able to get a trail name, but it certainly would have been a little bit more difficult. So that does kind yeah, of make sense. I also sense. don't want to have a trail name that I think is stupid. So that's <laughs> another reason I picked it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Dude, trail names, trail names are so weird. Like, I don't even know. When I like... I mean, I've, I've said this a million times on the show now, but I got mine when I was, like, super young. It was, like, my first backpacking trip ever, and it got to the point on my... Th- I don't know. I, I had, a, like, a weird thing with trail names on my thru-hike. Like, like, if you ask anybody I was hiking with, like, Mullet Mike or Flossie or any of those guys, like, by the end of the AT, I was, like, sick of, like, my trail name. I was, like... I've been using this name for so fucking long. Like, at one point, I, I remember I was in, like, central to northern Maine. I was, like, really close to the end, and some guy like asked me what my trail name was or he just asked me like who I was or whatever what my name was and I, I told him my name was like Kyle and like like my all my other friends just kind of looked at me they were like Kyle like what the f- like you've been going by Narnia this and like why are you going back to your and I just felt like such a jackass but anyways um <laughs> before hilarious. I like totally hijacked this um why did you decide to do the trail like so fast like what was the uh, the motivation there well, yeah, great question. A couple of reasons is um, one, it was all the time I had, but more importantly, um, I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't seeking that challenge of trying to do it that fast. Um, I should mention I'm a teacher, so I have a little bit of time off in the summer, and it just so happens that if I kind of get a squeeze a couple extra days on either end of that break, it was pretty much exactly 70 days that I had to go for the AT. And when I was on the Colorado trail in 2018 and kind of later that year, you know, the thought of going for the whole AT kind of really started to, to percolate. And I guess it was December, 2019. Um, you know, I started making it public that this was something that I was going to go for so you know i started training started swapping out a lot of the gear that i had used in 2018 on the colorado trail just getting getting things lighter um doing training that was much more specific for the appalachian trail and also you know people say you can't train for the appalachian trail um you definitely can yeah i think that's total (laughs) bullshit honestly (laughs) um but yeah, so May 24th, 2019, 5 in the morning, I was on top of Springer uh, with the goal of getting to Katahdin by August 1st, So, which was exactly 70 days. And when did you actually finish? Um, so uh, 
Yeah, so that's kind of a, a whole other story there. But um, is, is that the the end of episodes? No, no, okay. no. I'm just making sure no, I don't no. spoil anything. I don't want to put you like in a position no. where you tell the story beforehand because I asked no, you to, and then the like story you... I was, the story I have is from uh, the Arizona trip okay, okay. a few weeks okay. ago. So so at yeah, don't, don't worry. Um, so yeah, basically what ended up happening was I was you know getting slowed down kind of through the whites which i had planned for um and i got to monson on day 68 um probably around 10 30 in the morning and i actually have a buddy who lives in portland maine who's gonna drive up to katahdin we're gonna summit together on I think it was a Tuesday when I got to Monson and we were going to, the plan was to summit on the Friday, which would have been 71 days. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get to Monson, I have a mail drop there at Shaw's, get that, get a bite to eat, um, get a few other things at whatever that store is there and get a hitch back to the trail. And I'm, you know, I'm back at the road there by 1230 in the afternoon and, you know, I'm hiking and, you know, I have, I'm planning to do like the last hundred and fourteen point five miles in what is it like three and a half days? And Jesus Christ! The plan was to go through all through the night on like that last Thursday night, but what ended up happening was that evening, um, you know, I started kind of feeling a little bit dehydrated and just kind of walking down the trail, and it's like I feel like really, really off right now, and. You know, I sat by the stream and just tried to to get some fluids in and just kind of downed like two liters of water. And it really like wasn't helping. And I just started to feel nauseous. And, you know, a few moments later, it was rejecting food, you know, out of both ends. And it was oh boy. Pre- yeah, it was pretty nasty. And I just decided to kind of set up my tent somewhere and it's like I'll, I'll try to sleep it off and you know hopefully hopefully i can give it a go in the morning and yeah i got up at um it's like seven which is one of my like latest starts when i actually like camped out on trail and i tried to hike like three miles and it took me two hours and for anyone who knows this part of the trail so i'm sure it's probably most of the listeners it was like the three miles kind of like right before you start to climb up to barren ledges. So you're like going downhill. Um, it's not too crazy terrain. So it definitely shouldn't take you two hours, let alone someone crazy like me trying to do the whole friggin' trail in 70 days. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like I couldn't eat anything. I had no appetite, like no energy. And I get to uh, whatever like lean to is there like right before you start to climb up the barren ledges and i'm like well it's 15 miles back to the road to go to shaw's or i can just like some how i try to keep putting one foot in front of the other (laughs) and going north and i just so happened i had like a little bit of cell service there and i was actually able to call shaw's and you know explain to them what was going on Mm-hmm. And, you know, they told me that I could get out of the 100-mile wilderness. You kind of – it's not even like a blue blaze. It's like a blue ribbon. <laughs> and it, you walk like a mile down this, like, 
I don't, I don't even know if they call it a trail, but you walk out to this cul-de-sac and they can pick you up there. And, you know, by the time I got picked up there and I didn't know how long it was going to take the bug to pass, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of like out of time to, to finish the trail. Like I had to get back for work. So, um, and that was like the end of July. So I ended up getting, um, yeah, I ended up, I, I, don't, I don't know if quitting is the right word, but ending my through hike uh-huh. there. Um, but the good news is I was, I had like a week off in October for our fall break and I was able to, um, you know, fly back out to Portland, Maine and, and get back up to Monson and finish the trail. So, so I you, finished, you, uh, you still did it within a calendar yeah. year or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, from, uh, like May 24th to August or I think October 14th is when I finished, um, I think it's like 140 days, something like that. So standard, standard length. But dude, even finish. even making it like <laughs> like north of Monson, like in that time period, is is super incredible. And dude, that's actually that's actually like a crazy story. You hear stories all the time about people, you know, making it like a week in or a couple weeks in, a month in, maybe, and then quitting. Or and I don't know your circumstance. You weren't really like just I, yeah, quitting. I was only a little over two and a half months. <laughs> and it, well yeah but like miles like obviously you like you hiked way further than most people do yeah, in that time time frame and like okay so let me let me let me do distance wise and you hear people making it to like you know tennessee or virginia and then, and then quitting you don't hear very often stories of people making it all the way not only to maine but like the majority like through the majority yeah, no, of I, maine i was past all the hard shit it's like, like you were literally at the freaking home stretch there like you said like whatever three and a half days planned to to finish yeah the trail. no i had where the turn off that blue blaze i had it was like 99.6 or something from, the top, from the top of in. that's incredible <laughs> damn damn dude like i don't even know what to say because like i don't know I, I i'm sure a lot of people listening have heard uh maybe actually maybe they haven't it's an old episode very old episode like number four old but on that episode with uh mullet mike my buddy he he had a similar thing he he wasn't hiking at, at the pace you were but he also ended up quitting like right before the hunt or not again not, i say quitting he was also sick so i'm gonna say ending mm-hmm. his through hike um you know right before the end like that like he was so close and Dude, that just that just kills me. It is nice to hear though that that you were able to go back like shortly yeah. after and, oh, and, and finish it, was, it up. It was, I mean, it was a little bit of a blessing because, um, I mean, obviously, like I would have loved to have finished it kind of in that continuous block. Mm-hmm. But getting back out to Maine in October and just yeah. kind of experience a completely different season and the cooler weather was it was awesome. So. That that part was was really cool. How did you feel like like when you're first getting back on the trail? Like it's it's just a couple months later. You just had this like yeah. super ambitious goal, and you were so fucking close, but you didn't quite didn't quite make it. And you're you're kind of coming back. It's I don't even want to say like you're redeeming yourself because that makes it sound like you really like failed or something. But <laughs> I don't know how how did how did it feel like when you first got got back out there like that first day. I mean, it felt good. I was excited. Um, the weather was like a beautiful fall day. The foliage was just unreal. And, you know, my goal for that first day was to get at least as far 
as I had gotten um, so on you, that like afternoon that I hiked out. So of you like restarted from Monson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I did not. I didn't go back to that cul-de-sac mainly because, well, I wanted to kind of rehike those miles and start yeah. the hundred mile wilderness over. I also didn't want to pay for the friggin' shuttle. Yeah. Like how the hell else are you going to get out there to the middle of like the, yeah. <laughs> so, and it was like, you know, it's like, I have like all this time, right. It's like compared to the time constraints I was under before. So it's like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to re hike those miles and kind of go back to where, you know, where I had all those problems and I did, I got, I remember like I got to that section, like in, I hiked into the night that night and I just kind of like waltzed through, I remember like that stream and like where I was sitting and where I was puking and where I camped that night. And, you know, I just like walked through like all that section in like an hour. It's like, wow, it's just <laughs> damn in riding in misery here for hours and hours back on July 30th or whatever it was. Yeah. And, yeah. Now I just get to this beautiful campsite right by this like roaring stream that night. And it's like, all right, well now it's all new trail from here. So it was, it was just great to get, to get back on trail. How about when you finished then? Because I feel like, and I'm completely speculating on this cause I cannot relate to this at all, but if you had completed it like back in July or whatever, you know, when, when you were originally planning to, yeah. I feel like it almost would have been like a, like dash to the finish line and like it would have just been like a weight (laughs) off your shoulders almost like you wouldn't i feel like again speculating but i feel like maybe you wouldn't have been able to like soak it in as much because you would have just been like okay thank fucking god like i'm done with this um i don't know you obviously you got to maybe like i don't want to say like chill out maybe not like miles wise i don't know what you hiked through there but at least like the pressure of trying to finish with that goal or whatever probably wasn't as much because you didn't finish the goal so i don't know yeah i'm i don't even know what i'm saying here how did it feel when you finished david that's what i'm that's what i probably should have just said before i went on that tangent but yeah i mean obviously it feels great to to finish but to be honest like it felt a little bit like i had finished just like a short section hike because you know from the road in monson to top of time it's only 114.5 miles so it's kind of how it felt but at the same time as like knowing that i had you know completed the the entire Appalachian Trail was, you know, well, definitely a cool, cool feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that day is like I wasn't totally, you know, free of of time constraints either because the day I got back on trail was October. Let me pull up my calendar here. It was October tenth. So right, everyone knows like, oh, you got to be, you got to be up there by the fifteenth, right? So it's like I had, you know, that afternoon on the 10th and then i had you know a friday saturday sunday and i was kind of targeting that monday to finish so i still had to pull mm-hmm. some pretty big miles and obviously that time of year you have to deal with with shorter days and i was kind of was like well i could finish on the 14th or the 15th and i was kind of making a plan those last uh last couple days and i was like well i can either just really take my time and finish on tuesday or I can bust it and finish on the Monday. And it's like, well, you know, taking my time isn't really my style. So <laughs> I got to the- <laughs> Hence the trail <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So the Sunday, um, I got to the last, I think it's called like herd brokers, the last, the last shelter in the 100 mile wilderness for Nobos. And from there, it's like 13 miles to Katata Stream Campground. So I like got up at like 
three in the morning and, you know, and I knew it was going to be pretty cruisy and it just turned out to be like super, super cruisy. Oh yeah. I, I remember that section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get to Abob Ridge, obviously it's dark, it's freezing cold. And like, I can see the silhouette of Katana coming over the bridge. So I feel like, you know, like who is coming over that in the dark? So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's like, oh, I'm going to have such a sweet day. I can tie in. Like I can see that it's clear up there. And, you know, as I'm, you know, I get to Katana stream around nine, you can kind of see it through the trees as you're hiking up there towards uh, the campground. And unfortunately it's uh, all socked in. It's like, oh, it's all oh, blue damn. skies, like everywhere else. And you in is, is socked in. It's like, well, Maybe it'll burn off and, you know, like I, I was pretty fortunate with weather really all through the summer. So it's like, well, you know, I, I had great weather in so many other places. What a great way to look at yeah. it, dude. Like there's so many people, <laughs> myself included, that would probably like have great weather the entire time and then get one mm. shitty day when they finish and be like, oh, what the fuck? Like this sucks. <laughs> so that is a great <laughs> attitude. I like to hear that. Uh, well, well, thank you. Yeah. And the fog. Fog did not burn off, but you know that's okay. It was kind of, it was kind of fun getting battered by by the elements and the steep. Like you know the you see on gut hooks like how steep it is going up the the hunt trail. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of expecting like you know the climb up to like Franconia Ridge. It's like yeah, it's steep, but it's just basically like rock stairs. Yeah. But that's not uh, the yeah, case going the, up on. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like all this like rebar and yeah. some pretty, pretty like technical, like fairly technical, like class three moves. And, you know, I climbed some of the 14ers here in Colorado. And, you know, I was saying it's like, you know, this would definitely be one of the more difficult 14ers if it was, if it was a 14er. But interesting. Yeah, yeah dude, that, that was a pretty gnarly climb. Like I remember you know, waking up that, that morning that mm-hmm. I finished and I was like, you know, I, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't really think much of it. Cause it was like my last day or whatever. But I remember mm-hmm. going up that like, yeah, dude, that fucking thing was, was pretty difficult <laughs> in, in terms of like the, uh, the climbing and all that stuff. Um, again, like the technical climbing, not just like the pure elevation, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of, that kind of caught me off guard, off guard. I, I would even say that from what I recall, I think Katahdin was the most difficult, like technically difficult climb oh, of the entire sure. trail. Yeah, definitely. Which is kind yeah, of and then, interesting. I don't know. And I don't know how you went down, but I went down the the A ball trail, and it wasn't much better. <laughs> really? Okay. I went. No. I went back down Hunt, and the entire yeah. time I was going back down, I was like, "Why the fuck? Like, I could have had my parents pick me up at A ball. Like, why did I do this?" Hey, but... <laughs> didn't make a big difference yeah, it makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> than good <laughs> yeah dude that that chill's pretty gnarly um let me ask you this so you you're mm-hmm. from colorado you, you were living in colorado before you left for the at yeah yep so mm-hmm. i don't usually ask this question to people but i'm kind of a geography nerd and okay <laughs> the reason i usually don't ask this question that i'm about to ask that you don't know what i'm about to ask yet is because um i feel like most of the time when people like decide to hike either the AT or the PCT first. It has to do with just where they live. So like me, for instance, Vermont, East Coast, my entire life, AT, mm-hmm. no brainer, never even really considered doing the PCT for more than five seconds. And then it would make sense the other way around. You're like on the West Coast, you live in California, like PCT is probably going to be where you go first. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You in Colorado, 
I mean, the CDT is there, but the CDT is a little bit different for obvious reasons. So I feel like it would make sense not to go there first, but you're still closer to the PCT. So I'm I'm just kind of curious why you decided to go with the AT rather than the PCT, especially especially if you're trying to do a fast hike. Because again, I haven't hiked the PCT, but from my understanding, PCT is a little bit easier, or at least in terms of elevation gain and stuff. So it might be easier to do faster. Maybe, I don't know. Why did you choose the AT over the PCT? Yeah, well, I guess the number one reason is I love the AT. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, so I lived there. I've lived in New Jersey for most of my life. I lived in, actually lived Portland, Maine, for about a year. Are you are you a Sea Dogs fan? <laughs> or or uh, a Red, red Claws fan? <laughs> <laughs> I did not get out to a Sea Dogs game, but I lived like right. I used to do running routes like right by their stadium. So, nice. I'm, I'm, I never got out. To I, I know. I know my Portland, Maine. You know, minor yeah, league no, sports. I, I love Portland, <laughs> Maine. Portland is an awesome town. But but yeah. So from New Jersey. Um, I had actually in 2017, I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning, but I had done like from North Vermont to Grafton Notch, Maine as like a section hike. Oh, nice. So yeah, going into it, like I knew what to expect in the whites, which I think like definitely gave me an edge, um, you know, when I went for, you know, obviously my 70 day through hike. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the AT and kind of like coming out to Colorado and doing the Colorado trail the year before and kind of getting a taste for the West and just how much different it is than the East. Um, you know, part of me was saying it's like, well, the AT is, I can kind of have, I don't know, maybe like a swan song for the, for the East coast before I kind of start tackling some more of the stuff out West. And, and, you know, I just, like I said, I, I love the AT and really wanted to kind of, experience the southern part of the trail and honestly like i'd also thought about just going from like springer to like delaware water gap because you know i'm from new jersey mm -hmm. but then i was like well i could just go for the whole thing and that would be way cooler so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might <laughs> as well kind of how it evolved so yeah <laughs> dude i can just picture you like your first day back in class like just like limping in like fucking like three days <laughs> yeah, earlier well, i was like <laughs> fortunately we had like a few days like we had like a week where it's just like meetings and getting oh, okay, things yeah. ready before the kids come but still it was like you know going from just being like super like hiker trash to like teaching middle school is kind of a culture shock yes <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um now that you now that you've made it clear that you're from New Jersey, grew up in New Jersey, mm -hmm. that makes more sense why you chose the AT. Um, and again, I feel like that kind of goes back to like my ramble, right? My rambled explanation before I actually asked you the question there. Like at the end of the day, I, th I feel like it usually has to do with like where you grew up or where you are. Not always. Mm -hmm. I can think of at least a couple uh, exceptions right now off the top of my head, but most of the time that's, that's kind of how it is, which is interesting. Um, tell me about your Colorado trail through hike a little bit. I did another episode on the Colorado trail with, a uh, Scott Hughes, shout out to hell yeah, Jesus. Um, so I, I know a little bit about the trail just from that, mm. honestly, but, um, I, I'm just kind of curious to hear what your experience was like going from the Colorado trail to the Appalachian trail, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, for sure. So, uh, 
the college trail. I don't know if you want just like an overview about it or kind of like what my experience was. Yeah, yeah. What 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 was your it. like experience like on it? Um, you said that was like your first like through hike, right? Yeah, right. And then I said, well, the year twenty seventeen, I actually done a section hike in New Hampshire on the AT. So the college trail was my first through hike, but it wasn't exactly, I guess, my first like hike. Long so hike, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I had gear that was definitely like too heavy but you know i don't want to get too much into gear um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah the, the cottage are like it's a great trail it's just ridiculously beautiful like really really the whole way um and you know one of the most important things to know about it if you don't know much about it is it's really like only a three month trail from like late june if you're lucky through september okay so yeah, that's something to keep in mind about it. Um, it's very high elevation, like the average elevation is like 10,000 feet. And, you know, also, I also like going back to my experience on it, I set out to do it in like a little bit over three weeks. And I think it took me like 22 days, which I think is fairly fast Yeah, for it. And it's I like also, what, I, how many miles is it again? Um, well, the official length is like 486, I think, but, um, I live somewhere a little bit different in Colorado, but from where I lived previously, it was like 30 miles to the start of the Colorado trail. So I actually just like walked out my front door to the, nice. to the trailhead. <laughs> That's fucking so sick. I, <laughs> so I added on some miles and then, um, you can hit some 14ers along the way. So I think I hit three along the way. There's a side trail. It's like right from the CT. So that's super convenient. And there's also a collegiate West alternate. So it's like kind of the Southern half of the Sawatch range. You can either take a West alternate or the standard route of the trail. It goes East. And I of course went the West alternate. And that was some of the most ridiculous, ridiculously beautiful trail I've ever been on. Nice. So, is yeah, that I where like the CDT and the Colorado Trail split? Um, so the CDT and the Colorado Trail coincide um, for about 300 miles from uh, somewhere in the San Juans to I think I think it's called Georgia Pass, but. It's like the if you're going Sobo, which most people do in the Colorado Trail, it's like the first time you really get above treeline is when you join the Colorado Trail or you when you join the CDT. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've I've like watched some videos on that and shit, so I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Um, so so you you did the Colorado Trail, and you had also done arguably like one of the most scenic sections of the AT. You know, obviously, like, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say that. I think everybody that's hiked the AT will say that the Whites are a very unique section. There's not, most of the trail is not like that. So, um, I'm just, kind, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stress that here because my question is, how was it going from, like, again, the Colorado Trail, like, super scenic trail, and the most arguably scenic section of the AT to doing like a through hike of the entire AT. Like, was it kind of underwhelming, I guess, walking through like the quote green tunnel through Virginia or whatever, after having Mm -hmm. like, you know, hundreds of miles on like more quote, like, I don't even know, like scenic or whatever trail, I guess. 
yeah, yeah. I really like that question um, because honestly, I think the whole green tunnel thing is a bit of a myth. Like the AT. Have the you AT seen my is, YouTube video? Are you, are you just quoting my video there, or, or did you just? Honestly, I have not seen. Your YouTube I literally video made a, a YouTube video called like "Busting Fucking Like Myths" or some bullshit <laughs> like that about the AT, and one of them was that that the AT is a green tunnel. So you pretty much just quoted my title, which means it's true, people. That's right. But but yeah, the AT is beautiful, and you know people are like, oh well, you know you're in the trees a lot. It's like yeah, you're in the trees a lot, but you know that is still beautiful and there are views and especially you know at the pace i was going at like you get to views all the time and like i mentioned when i was talking about you know my katahdin day i had great weather just for so much of the trail and you know i didn't get i didn't get any rain on my through hike until like after Rhone Mountain, which is I know, wow. ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I actually don't think that's. I had a little. I had a storm in like the middle of the night, like. But not like while you were after hiking. I finished the Smokies a little bit that morning. Now that I remember, but I didn't just get like soaked like for an afternoon until like after Rhone Mountain. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's always good. I'm so glad yeah. you said that thing about the the green tunnel being a myth because I like I said mm. I made that video and and I agree 100% like I feel like people who say the AT is just like a green tunnel or or whatever they're kind of like uh not understanding a couple things. First of all, I feel like they're just comparing it to like the PCT too much. It's like yes, yeah. there's not as much of a change in terrain like a variety mm -hmm. of terrain i guess um as you know the west coast trails again assuming because i haven't actually hiked there but the, just because there isn't as much of as much diversity in the terrain doesn't mean there's like no diversity doesn't mean that it's all like the same fucking thing and number two i feel like people that say that don't really i feel like they underestimate the number of views that are on the at again like, it's probably yeah, not definitely. the same amount as, like, the PCT. Like, I'm not going to, like, lie there. But you still get views. Like, even even through sections in, like, Maryland. Like, Maryland was, like, a 40-mile section, right? There yeah, was at there least, like, three yeah. or four, like, <laughs> viewpoints there, right? Like, and sure, they're definitely. not, like, above, like, Mount Washington, like, above treeline views. But, like, there's still mm -hmm. viewpoints. They're still scenic. So, this idea that there's just, like, yeah. no views or anything like that either is just nonsense. So, I don't know. It feels yeah. good to have somebody else, like, reinforce mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah, and just that, and so. to re reinforce that point further, um, so, like, just after Uncle Johnny's, I – or it's actually at Uncle Johnny's, I met someone who was finishing his Triple Crown – and you know, I was asking him, I was like, oh, what do you think about the AT after having done the other two trails? And he's like, oh, this is awesome. There's, I love all the trees and how green it is. And he's like saying it's his favorite trail. So he, trail. he saved the AT <laughs> for last, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, this guy Cakes, actually helped me out with the ACT a few weeks ago. Um, I could put him in touch, touch with you. He'd probably be a good guest for you. Yeah, so. dude, I'm always down to talk to, to Triple Crowners. That's pretty yeah. – that's, that's interesting because most people mm -hmm. I feel like don't do the AT last but i don't know yeah, and actually right. you you mm -hmm. just you just said something there that i also wanted to bring up as far as like the green tunnel bs um <laughs> the, another thing that people people assume that just because you're in the forest means it's boring too and again if you're used to like west coast shit if you grew up in southern or i don't even know like somewhere colorado maybe used to like the above treeline stuff then maybe it would be boring in that case but 
I don't all like I don't mind being in the forest for like long periods of time. Like I I I enjoy like just the like the green tunnel almost. Like I like being in the forest. Like sure you want to have some views and stuff obviously, but like I I don't know. Like there's a lot of times where I'm just going along. Like for instance, just on the long trail up here, you know, close to where I live here in Vermont, there's a section if you're going northbound coming down from Camel's Hump when you're like almost down at the Winooski River. There's just, like, some really cool, like, expansive, like, just, like, beautiful, like, forest through there. And I don't know. It's, it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. You don't just have to go for the views, too. Like, there's 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 scenery, you know, in, in, in other stuff as well. So, yeah. I I'm, agree more. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that, that you agree with that. Dude, we're, we're like, f- almost 40 minutes in here. I got to I gotta talk to you a little bit about, like, the ultra marathon stuff because I, I promised yeah. I would at the beginning. So yeah, what have you like done as far as uh, ultra mar- ultra marathons? Yeah, go. Yeah, so let's see. I have a few tabs pulled up here. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of do some of the highlights. Sure. So Leadville 100, um, August 2018. So actually, the Colorado Trail. When I had decided to do the Colorado Trail, um, I had also put in for the Leadville Lottery. So you can't just like pay money and get in. There's a lottery you have to get through. And yeah. I was originally like, well, if I don't get into the lottery, I'm going to hike the Colorado Trail. And then, you know, I was starting to get stoked about the Colorado Trail. And then I got in the lottery and I was like, well, I think I'm just going to do both. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, and then I, the more I thought about it is, well, I can do the Colorado Trail like three weeks before, um, in three weeks, about a month before Leadville. And that's going to be like a perfect high altitude, like training block because Leadville, if you don't know, is like the highest elevation hundred miler, I think in the world. And so like, I was like super well acclimatized for Leadville and had a pretty solid, pretty solid race there, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, Going into my 2019 um, 70 day AT through hike, I did a few ultras. And I should probably also mention um, because, you know, this podcast talks a lot about the AT. I hold the unsupported FKT for the Appalachian Trail in New Jersey. Nice. So, um, so I did that like December 2019. And then let's say I did it. Arches 50 miler that January, Black Canyon 100K that February, Behind the Rocks 50 miler. You've done a shit ton of these. March. Yeah, so the plan was to kind of just do like a bunch of these like 50 miler 100Ks. And then the last one I did was Quad Rock 50, which for anyone who's ultra is this is a pretty tough 50 miler uh, out here in Colorado with I think like 11,000 feet of elevation gain. So I kind of like stacked all those um, kind of big races, like pretty much like each month kind of going into going into my hike. So like, you know, I was pretty, pretty fit when I got to uh, Amicalola. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I had, so before I left for the AT, I got an entry into the Mogion Monster 100 miler which is um it's actually you're actually on the ACT a little bit near Pine Arizona and that is one of the more technical and difficult hundreds and like after I got off the AT in July like I was 
pretty wrecked. Um, I had pretty gnarly plantar fasciitis, and I was just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this race. But, you know, some weeks went by, I started to feel better, and I started the race and battled <laughs> battled out a finish in that race, and that race was extremely, extremely difficult. And, yeah, I just did a little 50K um, about a month ago. Just, just a casual 50K, yeah. you know. <laughs> here in Golden. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, doing High Lonesome 100, which is on the CDT here in July. And then Run Rabbit Run, which is, I think, also might be on the CDT a little bit, though I'm not totally sure, which is another 100 in September. And then also hoping to finish the Arizona Trail kind of, end of may early june when we're out of school so yeah it's kind of just uh you know thirty thousand foot view i guess of uh, the ultras i've done so dude that's fucking crazy so again like i don't know very much about these um yeah your first ultra ever like mm-hmm. tell me about that like how did you get started <laughs> with this because again that's like my perspective here like i've never done one of these i've never i don't know anything about training for these like anything like that so yeah like your first one ever i guess first of all why did you decide to do it why did you go hard like that instead of just doing a normal hike and be mm-hmm. like yeah just tell me about that first one well yeah i had got actually gotten into running first so uh, when i graduated i graduated college in 2013 and i was pretty overweight and pretty unhealthy i would say at the time and kind of started like running casually so i gotta get i gotta get in a little bit of shape and kind of get the scale moving in the right direction here and Mm -hmm. you know kind of just kind of snowballed and you know i started eventually doing some half marathons and then some road marathons so i was doing a lot of like road road stuff and found out about like the boston marathon and you know trying to that, that you have to qualify for that and you know i started running some of these half marathons and realized like yeah, i kind of have a knack a knack for this so, like i was kind of fast at it and i was like oh i'm going to try to qualify for this for this boston thing so when i did my first ultra um kind of the idea was to have a run that was kind of longer than the marathon distance to prepare for the Boston qualifier I had coming up. So like this 50K I did uh, this somewhere in Massachusetts is when I was living in uh, Portland, Maine. It was like a month before the marathon I was hoping to qualify for Boston at. So the idea was basically just to run, you know, longer than I would be running for, for the marathon to kind of make the distance feel shorter. And at the same time, you know, I was starting to learn more kind of about the sport and soon realized it's like, oh, I'd rather do the trail stuff than the road stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of why I decided, uh, you know, to look for a job in Colorado with like Denver areas, one of the one of the meccas for for ultra running, which have so many so many awesome trails here. And um, yeah, that's kind of just the the Cliff Notes version of of that story. So. Nice, dude. I feel like that's um. That's a more, I don't know, for some reason in my head, and you could probably tell this just based on the way I, I asked the question. For some reason in my head, I thought it was just like you went from hiking to ultra running, which it makes no. more sense <laughs> that you went from running to ultra running. Yeah. So maybe I should uh, maybe I should make a note of that the next time I talk to an ultra runner. But that 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 definitely makes sense, dude. Um, I, let me ask you this. So, again, 
coming from someone who doesn't do this stuff. Let's say I want to get into this. Let's say I am a very experienced hiker, mm-hmm. a very unexperienced runner, but could probably, you know, do okay on a short run or something, a trail run. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say I am I am me, basically, is what I'm going for here. Uh, how how does one get into ultra running, I guess? Like, let's say I haven't even signed up for a run or anything like that. I just want to start, like, getting my body ready or just, like, testing myself, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. how how does one do that? Well, the you know, most important thing is consistency. Like, with your training, um, just, just start getting out and running and try to establish you know what we call a base so maybe you know maybe you only run like 10 to 20 miles a week but that's a whole lot better than like zero miles a week right and you just kind of can build off that and one of the great things about ultra running is there is a lot of hiking involved mm-hmm. for at least for the vast majority of ultra runs the cutoff times are pretty generous um like even like the leadville 100 like the you have to basically barely do better than three miles an hour to finish that race. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, so it, it is a lot of hiking, Though you do have, you do have to run some, like a lot of times, like, you know, we'll hike the uphills or the more technical bits, but you got to be running the downhills. You got to be running when it, when it opens up more, but, um, but yeah, just, just be, just run consistently and like, you can finish an ultra. Like if you can just kind of slog out a half marathon, like you could do an ultra, maybe not even a half marathon, maybe just even like a 10 K you can just do a little bit more training and you'd be able to do an ultra for sure. Nice. So it's not, you know, it's not as inaccessible as someone from the outside looking in might think initially. That's uh, that's good to hear. I'm like, there's this thing up here in, in a, the Northeast called the, in the, in the Adirondacks called the Saranac ultra sixer. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but it's basically, no. it's, it's not like a, like a race, but it's just like a challenge. Basically there's these six peaks kind of centered around Saranac Lake, New York, which is like a town and a lake obviously. And, um, they're just like six relatively easy peaks. Like they're not super difficult. I've only done one of them right now, but there's this thing where people will do this ultra sixer thing. So actually in the center of town, there's like a little park and I haven't actually been there, but I've seen pictures and there's like, just like a little pavilion, I think. And there's like a, a sign and a bell and like you start at the sign, you get in your car and then you go do all six of these peaks. And the object is to complete them all within 24 hours. And you have to go back to the center of town and ring the bell to like finish. And you do all that <laughs> like within 24 hours. I think it's like, 30, I don't know the exact numbers. It's like 30, 33 miles or something like that, maybe, and like okay. 10,000 feet, maybe. I think it was a little bit less than that of, elevation of gain. gain. or just yeah. total, total yeah. gain loss? Gain. Uh, okay. gain. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's solid. So, I don't know. And, and again, like, it's, like, I mean, obviously people go for the FKT and stuff. And actually, mm. now that I'm t- mentioning this, um, a previous guest on the show, Colby Zemendorf, his uh, wife actually holds the female record for that challenge, which oh, wow. is okay. kind of cool. Um, Catherine, I should have her on the show. That, that'd be cool. Anyways, um, I'm thinking about like doing this ultra sixer thing, not going for like FKT or anything. Cause I would not be able to do that, but just like, as like yeah, my first sort of like quote challenge, like, right. Like try to do it as fast as I can or whatever. So 
I don't know. I'm I'm interested in this stuff. That's also a little bit different too because the trailheads, like all six trailheads, are separate. So like you go back to your car and then you drive, and like so that adds oh, really? like, and okay. that still counts yeah, towards your time that and stuff. Is a so a little different. So like it is different, but <laughs> I don't know. Just as I feel like it'd be good for like a first like. I feel like there'd be attempt. like an on foot one where you uh, just run whatever distances you're driving. They're like uh, they're like close, but they're far enough away that it would probably like at least like double or triple the distance. I, I don't actually know. Yeah, You'd be on roads yeah, and stuff. Perfect. That's right distance for uh, FKT. Yeah, so. that's that's true. I don't know. I, maybe maybe someone's done it. Shit. I'm sure somebody listening to this that's like an Adirondack junkie knows the answer to that. So they they can let me know. <laughs> you know where to contact me, unless you skip the intros, but. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to learn about that. That that would be cool. Um, uh, I was going somewhere with that. Um, I don't know what what else. Uh, what else do you think? Because again, like I just don't know this stuff very well. What else do you think should be mentioned about like the ultra marathons and stuff before we? Because we we got time for, you know, maybe a couple more things before we get into your story here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, uh, you know. Don't doubt yourself. You, you can definitely, you can definitely do it. Um, you know, but if you're training, like consistency is a key. You don't have to, you know, run hundred mile weeks. Um, I, one of my friends just did what's called the triple crown of two hundreds. And he runs like maybe 30 to 40 miles a week. Like it's really like not inaccessible and you can just go like so much longer than you would ever go in training and it's just amazing what what your body is is capable of mm-hmm. and to just kind of go to these places you know both like kind of where you are you know in the world but like also kind of in your mind like yeah mentally man. just like what it's like to to be in some of these crazy places at like three three in the morning and <laughs> um you know you've been going for 24 hours and just kind of experiencing what that's like and going through the night and just how amazing it is when the sun when the sun comes up it's it's a really kind of special special experience that are, i wish more people could have when are you doing the uh the barkley <laughs> dude i love um, i learned about this marathon like not too long like over like when i was back home for christmas like uh the fact that you call it a marathon, like you know, like you'd call the Boston Marathon a marathon, yeah, it's right. Funny, but <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't even know how to apply. I'm not. I'm not on the inside enough to, to know. But uh, but yeah, that is pretty gnarly. I would. I don't know the the guy who got the FKT on the AT, like that Carl Sabe, like 41 days <laughs> got into that. So I don't oh, know. Really? Maybe maybe I'll have to kind of go back and knock like. 35 days off my easy <laughs> yeah. time and I can, I can get in dude it's so <laughs> crazy like if, if anybody listening even if you're not like into ultra marathons and this is all like, going over your head you should look this it's called the barkley marathon up like it's crazy like just read the wikipedia page like it's it's fucking <laughs> like it's nuts it's like not even like a i mean it is but i don't know it's like like the book like yeah, the pages and stuff like it's it's crazy it's it's entertaining for sure no it's crazy because it's like you know all these like ultras I do, it's like, I'm pretty confident I'm going to finish them. Like when I'm on the start line, but that race, like, you know, that's been going on for, I think 25 years. And 15 like, people, 15, 50. Okay. You know, better than me. I was going to say something like 15. I watched the yeah, video on it. Not too long 15 ago. So. <laughs> people and, you know, there's people who dedicate years and years of their lives trying to be a finisher. 
at this race. So yeah, all the people who have finished, you know, have obviously have my utmost respect. And it's, you know, one of the, you know, finishing that race is one of the biggest, you know, honors you can achieve in the sport. So it's incredible. I'm, too. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. I, dude, that I would love, I already had Darwin on the trail. So like my next like guest, like dream is fucking like someone who's finished the, the Barkley. Like that would just be credit. That would just be crazy. Another thing too, like I, th- this marathon for everybody and you can't, again, you can't even call it a marathon. Um, no. I'm not going to go into detail it's not, it's about not a, it. It's just called a marathon. There's literally, like, it. once you go down the rabbit hole of explaining what this is, there's so much shit that I'm probably going to yeah, like, get yeah. wrong and forget and stuff. Yeah, and just before we move on, just um, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone, one video on YouTube, I think it's called Where Dreams Go to Die. Yes, um, that's the one I watched, dude. Check that out, fucking yeah. crazy. Because there's, there's a Netflix documentary. It's like, that's good for just, like, basic knowledge, but... Go check out this video called Where Dreams Go to Die. You will not regret it. I remember I was watching like the introduction to that video and it was just like so cheesy. It was like this, I don't even know, this like <laughs> animation. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like when I, dreams I go that. to die, are they like yeah. trying to like intimidate me or whatever? And then by the end of the film, like you, you get it. Like yeah, you get like, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. When dreams go to guy, go to die, not guy. Yeah. Definitely go look that up people. If you're interested in like, even if you're not interested in like ultra running and FKTs and stuff like this is just entertaining on its own. So yeah. Go check that out, dude. I should have what's that guy's name? I should have him on the show. That'd be, uh, that would be the, crazy. The guy who, well, was kind of the protagonist yeah, yeah. of that story. Let's we'll say Gary Robbins. Gary so, Robbins. That's right. All right. Yeah. Shout out to you, Gary Robbins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that dream of having him on the show is probably going to go to diet. I think he's a little bit above my uh, above my pay grade. Anyways, oh, man, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, true. Slide on in. You never know. You know that's that's true. Um. Dude, let's uh, as I drop my bottle cap, let's do a let's do a story. Let's uh, let's. You, you said you had something from the uh, the Arizona Trail, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope this uh, story makes a cut. It's so all right. Um, yeah. So the Arizona Trail. So you go through Saguaro National Park, right? So I camp kind of right before you enter the national park. You don't have to get a permit or anything, but. Um, basically you cross in, you're at like 3000 feet. It's all those big saguaro cactuses. Um, and basically those are just like the giant, giant cactuses. Right. Mm-hmm. But you start climbing up this mountain called Mika mountain. And one of the super unique things about the Arizona trail is they have these sky islands, right? So as you climb in elevation, the ecology becomes totally different. So like 5,000 feet, everything is, um, like sage trees and the cactuses start to disappear. And then you go further and further up and you get into these big, big pine trees. It's almost like you are, you know, you're hiking at the higher elevations in Maine. This is maybe the trees aren't as dense, okay. but you know, there's, there's snow up there, right. And there's, you know, maybe eight inches of snow, maybe a foot in the, at the absolute deepest. And I'm just kind of hiking through this, but fortunately I have a beautiful day. And I'm just kind of plodding along and I start going down the backside of this mountain and it's pretty bushwhacky on the backside. I'm getting pretty scraped up, but I'm glad to be going down again because, you know, snow is getting less and less and get down below like 6,000 feet and the snow is finally starting to, to disappear. And it's like, all right, we got, got some dry trail and this is going to be pretty cruisy the rest of the day. 
And, you know, as I'm descending this mountain, um, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I start to hear like some gunfire in the distance. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard right? it. Not, not, not ever like close enough that I was like yeah. sketched out, but yeah. Yeah, so well, you might not know where this is going out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I start going down and down. Right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So like you hear some gunfire and it's like, okay, well, whatever. And I start going down and down and the gunfire is getting louder all my louder. like european listeners are like those fucking crazy americans <laughs> too, know, too right? political like, sorry I, I, I broke my own rule yeah i know <laughs> no no you're good but anyway the gun the gunfire is getting louder and it's not like you know it's obviously not like hunters because hunters you know they wouldn't be trying to scare off all the animals right yeah. so you know, I don't really know what what it is, and I start looking through gut hook. I'm like, well, maybe there's a kind of a shooting range in the area because um, sometimes you will see a sign it's like shooting range in area, and it's like, okay, well, I know not to be freaked out if I hear gunfire. And you know, I'm scrolling through gut hooks, so I'm just like looking at all the waypoints, and you know, I don't see anything about a shooting range or anything about gunfire. And I eventually, like, I start, I'm like, okay, I'm like a mile away from the trailhead. It's just getting louder and louder. And I'm like, kind of like, and I can see like all the way down into this valley below. And I'm like, trying to see if I can like see anyone. And it's like, I really can't. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to keep, keep hiking and kind of just hope for the best. But um, yeah, I get down to the trailhead and it's just like pretty like gnarly Jeep road and mm-hmm. There's nobody there, and you know, kind of at the bottom, right? I'm, I finished this huge descent, and you know, I swear it sounds like these shots are like whizzing. Like I can hear like whizzes like going over my head. Jesus! And like I'm, at this point, I'm just like super like sketched out. Yeah. And at this time, it's like you know maybe like 4:30 in the afternoon, and it's you know, late December. So I know there's only so much daylight left. And so I'm thinking like, well, you know, they're probably going to call it a day when this one gets dark. But, um, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty sketched out. And it's like, I swear the bullets are like going over my head. So I'm kind of like in this ditch, like kneeling down and I have some cell phone service. You know, I actually ended up calling 911. I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, yeah. And, yeah, I tell him, it's like, I'm hiking the Arizona Trail and I'm hearing all this gunfire and it sounds like it's going over my head. And basically the guy, the night one was like, are you okay? Like, you have all, this, all the, all you need, you have enough food? It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> um, but then there's like some road there. So, all right, we'll send a, we'll send a unit up there. And fortunately, it's kind of what ended up happening with that. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep hiking and hope. I don't get shot. <laughs> it's, such a, it's like I'm getting shot at, but like I gotta make my miles, bro. So I'm just gonna yeah, right. And then <laughs> and then the kind of the other right the stories. That's kind of only like the first half of the story, right? Okay, okay. So <laughs> so it's like yeah, because the forecast for that um, night was for uh, a storm to move in, right? And you might think, oh, Arizona, um, you know, you might not get too much snow, but that especially like this time of year is not the case. So there is a snowstorm moving in for the higher elevations, which is everything above like 4,000 feet. So, so I kind of developed this plan and I was talking to this trail angel who's going to pick me up at a road that was like 12 miles from 
you know, where it made this <laughs> freaking 911 phone call. And I was like, well, I'm going to try to be there by 10. So I like text her, like, okay, I'm going to try to be there by 10. And then I go start hiking. And, you know, I feel a little bit better because they said, okay, we're going to send someone out there out of five. Who, who knows if they actually sent anyone. Were you still but, hearing the gunfire at this point? Like a little bit, but um, the trail kind of like went not where I thought it was going to go. And it kind of just like went like kind of behind these hills, okay. which kind of like took me, I guess, out of like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like the main valley where I don't, I don't know where I thought they were, were this shooting. Is a, did I hear this right? This is a, in a national park. Um, okay, yeah. So I should probably clarify that. So, so we're in a national park, right? You go up this mountain, and you're only in the park for like 17 miles. So it's like I just got like on the other side of the barrier. Okay, because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's illegal yeah. to be shooting like, guns in a national <laughs> yeah, park. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's close to there, but um, just anyways. like just barely. Any, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I probably should have clarified that. But anyway. Uh, so I started hiking. It's like, all right, I'm going to try to make these miles and get to this road by, you know, 10 when I think I can make it there. And it's like, of course, so like I'm going through, like there's still this kind of lower area and there's mountains all around. And of course, there's just no cell service. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any cell service. Like, And then I finally like get you climb back up and it's like dark at this point. It's like probably like 930. And just a couple miles away from the road. And there's like a developed like car camping campground. So it's like my plan B is like, all right, I'll just camp camp there if I don't hear back from this trail angel and figure it out in the morning. So I get up there and you know, my have my phone like off airplane mode. So it starts like going crazy when I do get a little bit of a signal. And I do, but don't hear anything from this trail angel. So it's like, ah. Oh, Oh, well, so I guess I'm camping at this campground. So get down, cross the road, get to the campground. It's like 1030. And um, I try to pitch my tent and the ground there is just like as hard as you could imagine. It's just Mm. super, super hard. I'm trying to like pad my stakes in. And it's like I get my tent like sort of pitched and I know this storm's coming in. And it's like, well, I hope this is good enough. (laughs) so the storm comes in and uh, it's this like super like heavy snow and i end up waking up at like three in the morning with my tent just like on top of me and i'm just like soaked and everything's wet and (laughs) freezing and it's just not this is not a good situation and fortunately though there were some pit toilets um nearby and i just kind of yeah, <laughs> I grab my sleeping bag and my sleeping pad and just, just grab my packs or throwing things in it, leave my tent out there to get soaked and move everything into the pit toilet. And, you know, at least it was dry in there. <laughs> so, so yeah, right. It was my first time sleeping in a pit toilet, which was – I was glad it was there because otherwise I just would have started walking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then – the last part of this story right it's like um yeah and so i probably should have mentioned earlier like a few days ago we had planned to meet at this trailhead where i was at at 9 a.m the next morning so my plan was okay well i'm gonna get up and just be waiting by the road at nine and by this point it's just like dumping down rain 
and there's like this little pavilion there and I have like one tiny little bar of service and I get text from the trail angel and I'm like there at nine and she's like, Oh, I was just up there and I couldn't find you. And I mm-hmm. went back down and then, and then also like it's this road that like goes up to the top of the sky Island. So if it's bad weather, they'll close the road. Oh. Right. So she's like, Oh, well they closed the road. So I can't come get you. And it's like, I'm fortunate to like see this message. So basically I just start like walking down the road and it's like, no cars are coming. It's like, you know, it's like seven miles or something to get, to get down to where the road closure (laughs) starts. But fortunately I only walked like two miles and some pickup truck comes down the road and just took pity on me sticking out my thumb in the pouring rain. Classic. (laughs) was able to get down the hill and uh in one piece didn't get shot didn't die of (laughs) hypothermia and get dried out so had a happy ending there (laughs) it all worked out it all worked out yeah good Good. (laughs) yeah i've like i've going back to like the gunfire thing like i've had many circumstances on my my at through like at least where i was like Mm. hearing gunfire off in the distance but never like close like never to the point where i was yeah, getting like sketched close. out yeah yeah which is i can imagine like even just hearing it off in the distance is a little bit like kind of mm-hmm. eerie so i can i can imagine that is not fun um when you're <laughs> up close so <laughs> yeah dude uh thank you so much this was yeah, cool man thank, thank you so much for having me uh, why don't you go ahead and plug anything that you want to plug i know you have a, a youtube channel and you know instagram yeah. or whatever all that stuff yeah, so um, Instagram, my handle is uh, just my name at David Braunlich, B-R-A-U-N-L-I-C-H. Uh, also, if you search uh, 70 on the AT with spaces, you know, I kind of changed my like quote unquote name when I was on the AT this summer. So people, because people would ask and you know, be like, oh, it's my name. It's like, well, no one's going to remember that. So, and then I just never changed it back. So I don't know if I will change it back. I kind of like it like that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> and then my YouTube is also my name. But if you could find my Instagram, there is a link in my bio. And kind of slowly going through the process of taking all the the footage I shot on my iPhone and trying to kind of synthesize it into some kind of series yeah. on YouTube. My YouTube channel is like pretty, pretty small, but... Um, you know, I put a decent amount of effort into the videos and, you know, hopefully, you know, it'll help someone. If not, you know, I'll have something to look back on yeah, man. and kind of remember, remember my hike. So, you know, check it out if you want, but, um, I'm going to keep posting these videos and I'm probably going to post some Arizona trail ones as well. So, so yeah, check it out. Cool. Dude. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. and thank you for your continued support of trail tales both patreon and just being a, a listener and all that stuff dude i'm i'm very yeah. thankful for that and uh get ready for the uh trail tales patreon like google chat thing next week which i still have to figure out the details on but... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we'll be able to make it but uh oh wrong answer no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah dude thank you so much and uh, to everybody yeah. listening Thank you as well, and have a good one. Yeah, you too.